Pastor Doug here from Crossroads. It's great to be with you. I hope that today's message will draw you closer to Jesus. Uh, We're wrapping up this series on Brave, and we've been talking about getting outside of our comfort zone. Uh, We've been talking about what it might look like to risk faith as we follow Jesus. And what does it do? How how do we ever get to that place where we take those first steps in trembling confidence? And we all have different personalities here. For some of you, man, you're just a little bit more natural. Uh, You are risk takers. Uh, You'll jump out of a perfectly good airplane, right? That's just your nature. You love the adrenaline rush. And others of you are like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, That's not who I am. But see, this series isn't about taking risks for our own choice or for our own fun. Uh, This series is about what it looks like to risk faith as we follow God, his leading, his prompting, his direction for our lives. Uh, Because we fully believe that God hasn't called us to live, you know, nice, easy, comfortable lives. As a matter of fact, the journey of following Jesus often involves taking risks, risking faith, getting outside of our comfort zone. And to live a life where you are fulfilled, where you have purpose, where you have meaning, where you just have that connection with God. It's taking those first steps in trembling confidence, and that almost always comes down to that word obedience. Because when God asks, when God leads, when God prompts, you always have a choice. I always have a choice uh, to follow, to step out, to be obedient, or to step back, or to even go the other direction. Because it's just so easy. It's just so easy to say no to God. It's so easy to say, ah, you know what? I don't think that was really God prompting me. I think that was the Holy Spirit. Uh, It's easy to say, you know, I'm just so busy. If I say no, someone else will say yes. It's so easy to say, well, you know what? That's just not my skill set. That's not my personality. That's not my talent. That's not my gift mix. Therefore, this must not be God talking. It's so easy to rationalize or excuse or justify it all away and to just say no. And it's also easy to just live comfortable lives. But suddenly our faith feels stale and boring and God seems distant whenever we continue to say no to him and we're never willing to get outside of our comfort zones to risk faith as we follow God. Going through the series Brave, and what's the definition of brave? Brave is you're ready to face and endure danger or pain. You're showing courage. You're having or showing mental or moral strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty. Courageous behavior or character. And as you work your way through scripture, you realize, man, that word courageous, courage, you know, courageous. You find that a whole lot more than you even find the word brave. In nearly every incident where you see someone speaking and saying, hey, fear not. It might be the angel saying, fear not. And with that statement is always be of good cheer, have courage. God is with you. God's hand is upon you. Because every time when we are fearing, we need to be reminded that we can have courage in God. It's not courage in ourselves, our own strength. It's courage in who God is, all that he has done, all that he promises to do to remain faithful, that he will not 
fulfill us, that his perfect plans are the plans that we want to be a part of. In Psalm 27, David says it like this. He says, wait patiently. That's tough for some of us, right? Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. And because we also quickly forget, he reminds us, yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And maybe you've never made that connection before, but it's so clear here, right? That a part of being brave and courageous is also being patient. There are times like where the spirit is leading, where God is leading, and you get to react immediately. You get to step out in faith immediately. You get to be obedient immediately. But there are plenty of other times where you need to be patient because God will reveal something to us, but then we're waiting on his time, his clarity of that next step. And it's so easy to get ahead of God, right? To go out and do it on our own strength, our own way. Just think as you reread through scriptures, you think through some of your favorite Bible stories, how often to be brave and courageous, you also had to be patient. David had to be patient. God made it clear to him to be king, but man, did he have to be patient in that. Moses, wouldn't once before Pharaoh enough, be, before Pharaoh be enough, I mean, he had to be patient. Esther, man, she just had to wait for the right timing. Paul, Prison, how can I be in prison and be doing what God has called me to do? But Paul was patient. All followed God in bravery and courageous obedience, but all had to learn patience. And I like to say learn patience because, you know, they weren't always patient. They were always learning patience, just like you and I. I want you to think about all the people that you might consider Jesus followers who you would also add the adjectives brave and courageous. Just get some faces, some names in your mind. Jesus followers who you believe are brave and courageous. Can you see the connection, how they also have to be patient or learning patience as they follow God in obedience? And don't miss this. Being brave and courageous in our own strength on our own timetable, does nothing to bring glory to God. Just like doing nothing doesn't bring glory to God. I think a good question to ask as we wrap up this series. Well, if you're supposed to be brave, and we read all these stories about being brave, Doug, what, what about the opposite? What about the opposite of bravery? I mean, really, isn't it okay that I just want to stay comfortable? Isn't it okay that when I look back over the vast majority of my life, you know, the word comfortable uh, would apply? Isn't it okay when I don't really want to take those steps of obedience, and I don't want to take those steps in trembling confidence? I, I don't want to risk faith. Because, you know, like for my entire life, like this Pennsylvania Dutch culture has just sort of been like pushing on me to avoid risks at all cost. So is it okay to just not be brave? And that's a great question. You're incredibly wise. So thank you for asking that question. You probably wouldn't be surprised to find out that you don't read a lot of cowardly stories as you work your way through scripture, right? They just don't make the cut. 
you wouldn't be surprised you don't read a lot of stories of people just living comfortable, easy lives. Those things just don't make it in to our Bible, do they? Let me give you just one example. One example that would be like the opposite of brave. In Mark chapter 10, uh, we have this guy, this rich young ruler, and, and he comes to Jesus with some questions. And like this rich young ruler, man, he gets it going on. Uh, he gets power, he gets privilege, he has wealth. I mean, he has the full package. And we're enjoying the conversation, and Jesus looks at this rich young ruler and the question he's asking about eternal life, and Jesus shows great love to him and says this to him. One thing, just one thing you lack. Go and sell all you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come and follow me. But this rich young ruler, he was deeply dismayed by the words, and he went away grieving. For he was one who owned much property. And, and if you have any level of resources, if you have any level of privilege, you get this tension, don't you? And man, Jesus showed great love to him. Jesus is loving on this guy. And Jesus asked just one more thing from him. But how much bravery would it take? How much courage would it take? For this rich young ruler to step out in trembling confidence and obedience and do what Jesus was asking him to do. And he walks away, greatly dismayed. He walks away grieving. He walks away not following Jesus. And there's really not an easy way to spin this story, right? We can't spin this and say, hey, go and do likewise. This guy chose to be comfortable. This guy chose the easy way out. This guy chose disobedience to say no to Jesus. We should all go and do likewise, right? I don't know how to spin it to get it to say that, right? We understand that there is a call to bravery, there's a call to courage, there's a call to obedience, there's a call to risking faith. And just like the rich young ruler, each one of us here, each and every one of us listening, we all have decisions to make. Decisions to be brave, to be courageous, to be obedient, to take steps in risking faith, or to just stay comfortable, take the easy way out, and do our own thing. And here's something that intuitively all of us get. All of us get. We understand that our decisions matter. We understand that our decisions count. We understand that the decisions that we make today determine the stories that we tell tomorrow. Come on, some of you have been there, done that. You had a couple decades on you. And when you get that back and you sit down with your adult children later in life, or the love of your life you've been with, you know, for decades, or you regather with your high school buddies or your college buddies, you get back together with your siblings after your parents have passed away, these are the kind of words that you never tell when you tell stories. These are things that you never hear when we tell stories. 
Hey, do you remember that time when I just decided to play it safe? You don't hear words like that, do you? Remember the time when I felt like God was calling me to take a step in trembling confidence? And I just said, no. Hey, do you remember that time when we had a decision to just stay comfortable or to risk faith? And together we chose to stay comfortable. Those aren't the stories that you tell. Remember that time when our church just did nothing? Uh, we chose not to build. We chose not to hire a staff member. We chose uh, not to start a new ministry. We chose not to kill a ministry that was providing no fruit. We chose not to replace that red shag carpeting from the 70s. We chose to risk absolutely nothing for the glory of God. Do you remember those days of our church? Right? Those are stories that we don't tell. When we do nothing that expands God's kingdom or brings a little bit of the kingdom of heaven to earth, when we never risk faith, when we never take steps in trembling confidence and obedience, there's no stories to tell. And faith gets stale and dry and God can feel so incredibly distant. And like I said, you don't find the word coward or stories of cowards very much throughout Scripture. They just don't make the cut. So what is a coward? Let's look at a definition of a coward. A coward is someone who lacks, there's that word again, right? Just the opposite. It is someone who lacks the courage to do difficult, dangerous, or unpleasant things. A coward shies away from unpleasant situations doing whatever he or she can do to save their own skin. And when we're a coward, when we're doing these things, it enslaves us to fear. As a matter of fact, in the Greek, in Scripture, in that word that's translated coward, it implies fearfulness and timidity. Fearfulness and timidity, that is the Greek word for coward. Now, I want you to look at this list of individuals, and I just want you to look at where cowards included, right? This is where cowards included. We're going to Revelation 21. But cowards, but cowards, cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars— it's like, nobody wants to be included in that list. Uh, you, I want to be comfortable. I want to the, have the easy life. I want to do what I want, when I want. I just don't want to be obedient to God, but I don't want to be included on this list. I don't always want to show courage and bravery, but I don't want to be included on this list. I want to justify the reasons that I never risk faith. I don't want to be on this list. I want to say no to anything new that God's going to do in, through, or around me, or in, through, and around my church. But I don't want to be on this list. Nobody wants to be on this list. No one. But to be brave and to have confidence. Means saying yes when the Spirit prompts. 
following, being obedient, taking those steps and trembling confidence. So the answer to your question is a brilliantly wise question that you asked. What about the opposite of brave? Isn't it okay if I just stay comfortable? Not exactly put in a positive light, is it? Earlier in this series, when I asked her, in, I asked you to think about someone, a Jesus follower, who you would use those adjectives to describe brave and courageous, and they're a Jesus follower. Was your list a little short? The faces or names coming to your mind, was it a little bit of a short list? I mean, what do you find? Do you find it to be the many who are brave or the few who are brave? Pastor Jeff, whenever I asked him to create the artwork for this series and I received this, he usually gets like a few sentences from me, maybe a scripture. And first of all, I thought this was the most beautiful artwork that he's ever done. I have loved this. But man, when I saw this and I was drawn, because isn't it true that so often, when God calls you to be brave or courageous, you feel so incredibly alone. You're not alone, but you feel so incredibly alone. And I get it, it's not easy. When God asks you to get outside of your comfort zone, when God asks you to risk faith, when God asks you to take that step in trembling confidence, man, that fear, that doubt wants to creep in and you feel so incredibly lonely, but you're not alone, but you're not alone. Tough question I think we all have to think through, and just if you could honestly answer this in, inside your own brain, do we really long and want more brave people who are following God, or do we really want to just surround ourselves with people who say, don't rock the boat, just stay comfortable? Do we really want more people who are risking faith and taking steps and trembling confidence and pushing and asking and encouraging us to say, man, God has so much more in store for you. Would you be obedient? Would you risk faith? Would you take those initial steps? Or do we really just want to surround ourselves with people that say, God's not asking anything of you. God's not asking anything of me. God's not asking anything of us as a church. Just stay comfortable. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you might be familiar with that name. German Lutheran theologian, pastor during World War II in Germany. Speaking out anti-Nazi, speaking out about all the different things that Hitler was doing. So many other churches, what were they doing? You read the stories. When the Jews were being marched down the streets to the trains awaiting, they just sang their hymns a little bit louder. Dietrich Bonhoeffer spoke up. He spoke out. You Maybe you've read, and if you haven't, his book, The Cost of Discipleship, it is a modern classic. And ultimately, he paid the price for being obedient to God, for being brave and courageous. Arrested, and his execution was ordered directly by Hitler 
himself. But why were so many other pastors, why were so many other churches silent? And if you're familiar at all with a 2,000-year-old history of the church of our beautifulness and our ugliness, and you realize there are way too many times, man, it is the few. It is the few who were brave. Modern history, just go back to the 60s. The amount of white pastors like me who were writing, writing to Dr. Martin Luther King and just saying, hey, you just got to be a little bit more patient. Hey, I don't think this protesting thing is working. Hey, could you just do life where I can remain comfortable? You're going to ask me, Doug, when did you feel most alone? Can you tell me a time where you have felt most alone? Not alone, felt most alone. Just, just a year ago, compelled by God, I felt like I did not have a choice but to speak on God's justice for all people and talk about racial justice. And man, the people who would normally have my back, they were at a distance. I had people who were saying, Doug, you know there's going to be consequences. And I'm like, I know there are going to be consequences. Doug, I don't really think you should do this. And it's so easy to feel so alone when you're stepping out and following in faith and you're displaying bravery and courage and you know there's going to be consequences and you know it's not going to be easy. You know it's going to be painful, but you know it is the right thing to do. And you get to make a choice in those moments. Will you be obedient or will you not? Will you stay comfortable? Will you take the safe way out? Will you risk offending no one? Or will you be obedient and will you take a step in trembling confidence as you follow God? What does it look like to be brave in our culture? What, what might God be calling you to? Some very specific things that you feel like God is calling you to so that you can show bravery and courageousness in your life and in your faith. God might be calling and saying, you need to have that uncomfortable conversation. There's that relationship, there's that situation, and God's been making it clear, you need to address it, you need to talk about it. It might not be pretty, but it's what needs to happen. Maybe God's saying, this is the brave and courageous step you need to take. You need to work on that relationship. You need to work on your marriage. I mean, you know it's a mess. You're never saying it's a mess, but you know it's a mess. And you know it's going to get sticky and it's going to get difficult, but it's time to do the hard work and be courageous. Maybe God's calling you to change careers. What is it that God is asking you to do? Maybe there's some lifestyle changes that he's calling you to take. Maybe there's some things in your character. It's about character development. He wants to form Christ in you, and there are some things in you right now that just don't belong, don't line up. And you know it, but you know it's going to be a ridiculous amount of hard work. The hard work of discipleship. The hard work of spiritual formation. To take those steps in trembling confidence and be obedient in following him. So what is it that God's asking, calling you to do to be brave and courageous? Here's what I know. 
Sometimes it will feel like it is more than you can handle. Sometimes you will feel so incredibly alone and overwhelmed, but you're never alone. God has never forsaken you. He will be your strength step by step. Right before the arrest of Jesus, we find him praying, and this is his prayer. Father, if you're willing, Father, if you're willing, he knows what's coming his way. He knows what tomorrow holds. Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him, and Jesus prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. This this is a prayer of obedience. This is a prayer of bravery, knowing all that was to come his way but stepping in that direction anyways. And I think Jesus is our best example of how to deal, how to be courageous, how to be faithful, how to be obedient, man. Whenever the world's collapsing around us and coming into us and we feel overwhelmed and we feel alone and we just want to play it safe and we just want to be comfortable and risking faith is the furthest thing from our, our mind. This is the example that Jesus offers in this prayer. Be real with God. Don't minimize or explain away the pain, the feelings, the agony. And then bravely state, God, your will be done, not mine. That's a statement of obedience. I want to wrap up today and just give you space, give you time, extend the time of worship. And maybe you just want to stay right where you're at and just, you want to pray, you want to reflect, you want to worship, that's great. For those in person, you have a post-it note online, there's a place on your connection card, and it's just answer this question. God, please help me to be brave as, and you fill in that blank. What is the Holy Spirit prompting you? Where is an area where you know you need to be brave, you know you need to be obedient, you know you, know you need to be courageous? God, please help me be brave as. You can fill out that post-it note. Uh, you don't have to put your name on it. And you can just put it on the glass doors as you leave. And then maybe as you're leaving, you can be praying for somebody else and asking God to be brave for them in that situation. We have a prayer corner. Maybe you just want somebody to be praying for you or over you. Maybe there's a very specific area. Uh, where you just need God's help and being brave. Maybe there's something going on in your life that you just need a covering of prayer. Maybe you need healing. Uh, Pastor Don and team will be back there. They will have anointing oil. Maybe you'd like to just be anointed and prayed over for healing in some area of your life. And then there's communion. Communion in opposing corners here. Communion by intention. All the bread's gluten-free. With intention, you take that piece of bread, the body of Christ broken for you, you dip it in the cup, the blood of Christ shed for you, and then you can partake there or bring it back to your seat. If you're not comfortable with that, at each table there are also those little to-go cups. I want to read for you one last scripture, and then I'm going to pray, and then no rush. How do you be brave for God? What is God calling you to do?
Reading again from Luke 22. And when Jesus had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is being given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten saying, this cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. Father, we thank you for the ultimate gift of your son, Jesus Christ who gave of his own life, who through bravery and courageous was obedient to you, obedient to death, to pay the ultimate price so that we could be forgiven people, so that we could be made right with you, to have life in its fullest in the here and now and for all of eternity. So as we have this space, man, if there's some stuff going on in our lives uh, that we just need to confess and get right with you or with someone else, uh, just bring that to the forefront of our mind and let us confess that. Holy Spirit, if there are some areas that you're asking us to step out in trembling confidence, to be brave, may we own that. May we say we're going to acknowledge that we're going to be obedient as we follow you. For those here, it's just been a rough season. Maybe mentally, emotionally, spiritually, health-wise, people who are having some relationship problems, man, they just need somebody to pray. Somebody to pray over them, pray with them, pray bravery and courageous and obedience over them. May they have the courage and braveness to go and just have that prayer time. Father, right now, we just invite you in, Holy Spirit. May your will be done in our lives. May your will be done in this church as your will is done in heaven. When we're tempted to feel alone, we're tempted to say no to you. When fear comes crashing in, may we be reminded to take courage, to be brave in you and all of who you are, all that you have done, and all that you promise to continue to be faithful to us. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Any step you take towards Jesus is a step in the right direction. You can find out more about us at crbic.org. That's crbic.org.